0: This message comes from NPR sponsor Train. A high-performing business takes a high-performing building. Reach organizational goals while enhancing systems and reducing emissions with Train Energy Services. Explore their consultative approach at train.com energyservices energy services. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Janine Herbst. President Biden spoke with Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky today, talking about the need for additional U.S. aid to help Ukraine fight Russia's invasion. The Senate passed a bipartisan foreign aid package that includes support for Ukraine and Israel and Taiwan. But House Speaker Mike Johnson says he wants U.S. border security to be included. Now the House is on a two-week break. Biden reiterated the need for the funding in Delaware today.
1: The Ukrainian people have fought so bravely and heroically. They put so much on the line. And the idea that now they're running out of ammunition and walk away, I find it absurd. I find it unethical. I find it just contrary to everything we are as a country.
0: Zelensky told world leaders at the Security Council that he needs more weapons to fight off Russian forces. In Wisconsin, supporters of independent presidential candidate Robert F. Kennedy Jr. met their candidate today. Many say they don't want a matchup next fall just between President Biden and former President Trump. Chuck Hornbach of member station WUWM has more.
1: A recent Marquette University poll showed Joe Biden and Donald Trump tied among registered voters in Wisconsin at 49 percentage points. But when third-party candidates were included, Biden and Trump numbers were down and Robert F. Kennedy Jr. was in third place with 16 points. At Saturday's meet-and-greet, former Biden supporter Sandy Olson said she likes Kennedy's intellect.
0: He's well-versed in history and political history.
1: Olson says Kennedy supporters will be collecting signatures to get him on the Wisconsin ballot this fall. President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris have already visited the state several times, and Trump may be here prior to Wisconsin's April 2nd primary. For NPR News, I'm Chuck Quernbach in Milwaukee.
0: On Wall Street, all of the major stock indices lost ground this week. NPR's Scott Horsley reports investors had to sort through mixed signals about the outlook for the U.S. economy.
2: A hotter-than-expected inflation report on Tuesday triggered a sell-off in the stock market, as investors worried the Federal Reserve might wait longer to start cutting interest rates. Consumer prices in January were up 3.1 percent from a year ago. While that's a smaller annual increase than the previous month, the cost of services, such as car repair, continued to climb at a stubbornly rapid rate. Stocks regained some ground later in the week after a report showing a steep drop in retail sales, which might take some pressure off inflation. Shoppers spent less money on gasoline and new cars last month, while spending at restaurants, was up. For the week, the Dow lost a tenth of a percent, the S&P 500 index lost four-tenths, and the Nasdaq fell one and a third percent. Scott Horsley, NPR News, Washington.
0: And you're listening to NPR News in Washington. Federal officials rejected three hydroelectric projects in Arizona on the Navajo Nation this week, and tribal officials are praising the decision. Clark Adamitis from member station KSUT has more.
3: The Federal Energy Regulatory Commission denied permits Thursday for water storage projects in the Black Mesa region of the Navajo Nation. Communities on the high plateau rely on aquifers that are two to 3,000 feet below the ground. Environmental justice advocate Nicole Horseherder says coal mines have used billions of gallons of groundwater in the region over the past 50 years.
0: In a place that gets less than eight inches of rainfall a year, we're almost 100 percent dependent on these groundwater sources.
3: Federal commissioners also announced a new policy of not allowing projects on tribal lands that don't have tribal support. For NPR News, I'm Clark Adamitis.
0: A new Justice Department report that reviewed more than 300 deaths in federal prison over nearly a decade found that chronic understaffing might have contributed to some of those deaths. The DOJ's Office of the Inspector General found that insufficient staffing was a factor in at least 30 of the deaths they reviewed. To make up for staffing shortages, the BOP often assigns employees who are not guards, such as a nurse or a social worker, to perform the duties of a guard. It also commonly requires employees to work overtime. More than half of the deaths reviewed by the DOJ were suicide. I'm Janine Herbst, and you're listening to NPR News from Washington.